Good morning, everyone. Happy Mother's Day. Um, I really missed you guys last week. Thanks. <laughs> yes, missed you all last week. Got to take Ryan up to Chicago to move in with Tyler. Uh, and you know me, I love a good road trip. So that was, that was fun. But I missed you guys. And how many of you know what you're going to do today? Now, moms, listen to me. John keeps saying the text. I need you to text me today if you have to do dishes, if you have to do any chores, if you have to do any cooking, okay? I need you to let me know so that I can go visit your family in a very pastoral way, of course. Um, but I hope you have plans for today. I hope you're going out to lunch, which is probably psychotic or even the pickup to go. Um, don't recommend that. But if you're, if you're making lunch, whatever you're doing to celebrate Mother's Day, enjoying the rest of the afternoon, it's supposed to be decent weather. Like, these plans are going to be great. And I pray that they are successful and that you accomplish all of them. Um, and then I'm sure you have plans for this week. You know, what's going on with work or school or whatever you're doing. Um, I hope we're making plans for summer vacation. I actually just booked our flight to go out to California the end of June. Uh, so we, we make plans. These are good things that we need to do. But we're going to look at today of what James is saying that we really don't know what tomorrow brings, do we? Uh, we kind of don't even know what the next minute brings, correct? In fact, I'm about to alter someone's plans this morning without you. Well, you'll know it when it happens, um, but you weren't expecting this to happen because plan, plans change, right? So there's a $20 bill there for whoever wants that. Um, seriously? $20 cash money. Thank you, Ms. Jackson. Oh, Jamal's coming, Lisa, get it! Wow. I didn't do this for 8.30 because I'm like, no one's coming up. And then there's like crickets for a minute. Thank you, Lisa. Happy Mother's Day. By the way, that's only for you. No one else. All right? Now, did Lisa know at all that she was coming to church and getting $20 cash up off the stage? No. Because things change, right? Plans change. Hopefully good things like this happen, but sometimes not so good good plans. Um, and so James is saying, we've got to be careful what we're planning for and make sure that we are planning according to God's will. So turn with me to James chapter 4. We're going to look at verses 13 to 17. And today is true faith makes plans with God. True faith makes plans with God. So James 4, verses 13 to 17. And James is kind of setting up all through chapter 4, what we need to do in humility. Uh, what we need to do in our humility before God. And in our relationship with God and our faith, God comes first. Keeping our eyes focused on Jesus. And, and then things in our life get compared to that. And we need to always go after and submit ourselves to God's will. So... In humility before God, in our selfishness, in our friendship with the world, in our sin, in our judgment. Talk about, like, I was driving back listening to the sermon last week, and I kept accelerating because my toes kept getting stepped on. So thank you, Dave. <laughs> thank you, Dave, for that last week. But, but all of these things, everything in life, we truly need to submit to 
our faith and our faith in God. Uh, so James, all throughout the whole book, is is dealing with this, and today is about our plans. Uh, what kind of plans that we have? So read with me verses thirteen to seventeen. It says, "Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town, spend a year there, trade and make profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. So what is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes." Isn't James great? Just right to the point every time. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for him, it is sin. So James is saying, look, make your plans, but make sure that your plans line up with God's will and God's plan for your life. Every decision. But we get kind of caught up and we kind of think, you know what, I can handle this on your, my own. This is an easy decision. I've got this relationship locked in. All is good. But James, now he uses these business people that he's talking to. Because business people, you need a vision. You need a plan. You need to build things. You need to, to produce your product, to sell expand your business. And that's what these business people are doing that James is talking about. They're planning to go to the city, planning a year out. That's all great business plans. But he's warning, he's got to make sure that that's what God wants us to do if the Lord wills versus what we want to do on our own because our life really is is short. There's not much to our life on the grand scheme of things in this world and in eternity and so James is warning, please beware and do what God wants us to do. And he's saying that this applies to every decision that we make, not just business people. We have a lot of business people here. But every decision, every plan that we make, God's got a plan for. Let's match up our plan with God's plan. And he's saying that we can have all the plans in the world, make all the money we want, plan out our lives. But are we making plans on our own? that is going to cause us to boast about what great planners we are and not knowing what tomorrow brings? Or are we going to make plans with God, submitting to his plan and his will for our life by trusting and obeying? So write this down, and then you can check out. Take a nap, uh, whatever, because um, here it is that, that I'm going to give you this morning. Don't boast about tomorrow but submit to God's plan. Plan simple, right? But not so easy all the time. So look at verses 13 and 14 and then jumping to 16. James is warning us about boasting in our plans, boasting in our what we think we're going to do today, tomorrow, the rest of the week, into next year. And these businessmen were like, yes, we need to plan out, but then who knows if they're going to make money? Who knows if their their finances are going to be stolen or their product destroyed or something happens in that city that they're trying to sell in. They don't know what's going on, but they've made these great plans. But without knowing and thinking about our life, our mortality versus God's sovereignty, that's what James is wanting us to look at. Turn with me to Luke chapter 12, verses 16 to 21. Here is a parable that Jesus shared of a man who was kind of in the same place, who business was good, 
So he made some plans. Uh, Luke chapter 12, verses 16 to 21. And it starts in verse 16. And he told them a parable saying, The land of a rich man produced plentifully. And he thought to himself, What shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. So relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things that you have prepared, whose will they be now? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. So here's a man, great business is great, planned for it, stored up, was all set for retirement, was going to live an easy life the rest of his life. That was his plans. God's plan was that he was going to be taken up. And that he wasn't going to be able to enjoy all that. So we've got to be careful. Now, I'm not saying not to plan. I'm not saying not to get financially secure, have your retirement set, be able to retire. We all need to plan. Uh, Scripture talks about planning. And God wants and has a plan for a life. And we need to continue to take what God's given us, be good stewards, and plan out accordingly. Absolutely. But the trick is, are we making sure that we're planning and making these plans with God and going to God first with these plans and making sure that this is what God wants us to do? That's where James is warning us about. And then he gives us two reasons that we shouldn't boast about tomorrow. Actually, we can't boast about tomorrow. One is that life is short, but a mist. The second is it tends to make us arrogant. When things are successful, There's a bit of arrogance. There's a bit of arrogance with this man whose crops took off and he's building warehouses galore. That's a successful businessman. But we've got to be cautious in that and not be arrogant. So life is short. James says, what is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. And imagine a mist. Imagine a hot cup of coffee, the steam rolling up, and then it's gone, right? Uh... Coming from California, Disneyland, we would go all the time as a family. Dry heat is a real thing, and it's great, okay? It can get hot, but it's not humid like here. So, gosh, a long time ago, probably 10 years ago, we finally got to Disney World uh, as a family. And who in the world goes to Disney World the end of July anyway? Maybe the 1st of August. You guys already know where I'm going. So we get down there, we stay in the hotel, we get up early, we're all ready to go, and Magic Kingdom, there's all these lands versus Disneyland and Anaheim where it's all together. Um, but we get on the boat, go, get on the ferry to go to the main gate to Magic Kingdom, and we're dying. Like, we're dying to where five feet into the entrance of Disney, into Magic Kingdom, we're having to get those really cool... Fans with the spritz spray, you know what I mean, for cooling ourselves off. And it's like 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, but that, again, barely lasted. It was like one second of relief and then back to the heat. So our life is a mist. Our life truly is so short-lived. And we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about um, that truly, you know, it's guaranteed that we're going to pass from this earth, uh, that we're going to die. And no one wants to talk about that, especially Mother's Day. 
But there are some in here that have lost their mother really soon and, and sooner than they wanted, uh, that are dealing with grief. And that's a real thing. Um, and life is precious and life is short. And James is like, be careful in our planning. Make sure that we are continuing to seek after the will of God because we might only have today and make today count for his glory and, and make the plans, but make sure that we are living moment by moment and, and being taking that precious time we have with our loved ones and, and totally sharing the love of Jesus with them and loving them like never before. That's for all of us. So life is short and it's depressing and there are no guarantees for tomorrow. We don't know if we're going to walk out of here and make it through the end of the day. So what do we do? We glorify God in the moments that he's given us because that's all that we have is this moment right now. And then boasting leads to arrogance. Uh, look at verse, jump over to 16. James says, as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. And arrogance in the Greek is this empty talk. Uh, these words that mean nothing. This proud confidence in one's own knowledge or cleverness. An empty assurance which trusts in its own power and resources and, and shamely, shamefully despises and violates divine laws. I mean, catch that. It's us trying to make our own plans and basically telling God, look, I got this. I don't need you. Um, that's arrogance. And arrogance is a sin. Arrogant boasting makes statements like this. Hey, look how much money I have made. Look at my accomplishments. Check out my car. See my house. Look at my perfect kids. Y'all have perfect kids, right? You say that? My mom doesn't say that. <laughs> Look at what my plans have accomplished. So you seen the theme, the my, the I? No, when we give glory to God, it's like, look at my beautiful children. They're a mess, but God loves them, and I love them. Look at this house that I get to live in. Uh, the, the gift that God has given me to be able to live comfortably in this house. Look at the transportation that I have. Look at the finances that I have. Like these can glorify God, glorify God and do glorify God. And it's James keeping us on track and not being arrogant. And he says, all such boasting is evil. It's not just bad. It's not just not less than ideal. It's not just less than God's best for us. It's evil. It's sin. Because basically you're saying, you know what, God, I know what you want me to do, but I prefer not to do it. I really know more about this than you do. Who in the world says that to God? Who in the world says that after all that we've received in our grace and our love to tell God, look, I got it. I don't need you. You stay over there and off we go. That's this attitude of arrogance that that comes with planning, not making our own plans and living it out and boasting about it. Turn with me to second Peter two verses 21 to 22. And here's a great picture of what this looks like to be, to have be in the presence of this relationship with God, understanding this amazing grace and mercy that he's given us. And then sometimes just turn our back on it. Um, what an awesome picture with the three boys this morning of their proclamation of their faith in Jesus Christ. So second, second Peter two, 21 and 22 says this, for it would have been better for them never 
to have known the way of righteousness, then after knowing it, to turn back from the holy commandment delivered to them. So Peter's like, it's better for them to not even know salvation and the gloriousness of God and God's power and strength and might in my in their life, and then sit there and turn away from it. Like, who does that? I think we all do that. And then look at verse 22. It says, what the true proverb says has happened to them. The dog returns to its own vomit. The sow, after washing herself, returns to wallow in the mire. That's pretty gross, right? What dog wants to go back and lick up its throw up? Or a pig, you get all clean and pretty and then off to the mud, per its nature, to wallow around. That gives us a pretty good picture of we are in the presence of Almighty God. The Holy Spirit is in this place. We have this amazing moment of worship that we have in this hour. And the grace bestowed on our lives, the love that we have, the mercy that we don't deserve. And we sit there and go, nah, God, I got this. I'm going to do this on my own. It's like turning away from him. It's idiotic, right? But we all tend to be pretty dumb when it comes to this. It's our struggle. Uh, we've talked about this. It's part of our faith growth process to to get there. And we're not all there yet. We're going to be there at some point. But we're still in process. Uh, and James is warning, we've got so much better. So take what God has given us, the precious plans that he already has for us, and live it out. So let's continue on looking at if we are going to not be able to boast about tomorrow, then what do we get to do? What do we need to do? And that's submit to God's plan. So turn with me in for verse 15 and 17 of James 4. And because we don't know what tomorrow will bring, we need to humbly submit to God. Um, and there are two ways to submit to God's plan, and that is to trust and obey, for there's no other way. You guys singing that in your head? But it's true. There is no other way but to trust and obey Christ Jesus, to trust and obey the plans that God the Father has, to listen intently to the Holy Spirit as he works in our life. So to trust says if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Now, as soon as I read that and every time I looked at that phrase, if the Lord wills, Brad Whitlinger, right? If you know Brad Whitlinger, great guy, they moved out of state. And it used to drive me crazy because you'd hang out with Brad Sunday morning and off to lunch and, and I'd say, see you later, Brad. And he'd say, Lord willing, I'll see you later. I'm like, Lord willing, like, come on, of course we're going to see each other, but maybe not, right? Brad knew that and he uses, used it all the time. We'd be at camp together, just heading to dinner. And I'm like, I'll see you there. Like 10 minutes later, well, Lord willing, you know, but it's true. It is, it is true. The little things we need to be willing to say the Lord wills, the Lord's plan, his will for my life. Am I willing to, to humbly come before him and bend to his will and live out my life according to what he wants? And we need to realize that it applies to everything, every little decision, Every major decision, God's all in with that. We've talked about that. Every little piece of your life, God has a plan, and God's will for your life covers everything. So imagine if we had two boxes, okay? I'm not going to make you guys do any schoolwork or or work right now, but if you were to take a dry erase board 
and write up everything in your life. Every relationship, every responsibility, every decision coming up, everything you own. Like Randy Sachs' life. Everything listed out. Okay? And then you have two boxes to be able to put each of those items in. There's a box for this is for God. And there's a box for this is for Randy. Okay? Now, i kind of given you the answer so far, right? Everything on that dry erase board should go where? To God, right? But do we? Nope. We talked about that with the house. Remember the little nooks and crannies of our life, our hearts, that we kind of hide things from God? How many things that we think, well, you know what? God doesn't, he doesn't care about this little decision I have to make. He doesn't care about me having to wake up at a certain time to brush my teeth. Yeah, he does. Everything is for God and his glory. Submitting everything to him. And Jeremiah 29, 11 gives us a great picture of God's plan for our life. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Do we really trust God with everything? Are we truly willing to put our hearts, our whole life in his hands? Every single part of it. To be able to say, I will marry that person if the Lord wills. I will go to that school if the Lord wills. I will have this many children if the Lord wills. I will retire at this age if the Lord wills. I will buy that full suspension mountain bike if my wife, I I mean, if the Lord wills. (laughs) Love you, babe. Happy Mother's Day. All right, that was a fun. But, But really everything, are we willing to say, and I don't need you to say from here on out, You know, every decision, if the Lord wills, you don't have to say it out loud, but it needs to be in our hearts, needs to be in our mind, our thought process, because when we do that, we are trusting everything to the Lord. We are submitting everything to his will and his plans for our life. Whatever trials he can use in my life to make me complete, come on. Whatever plans that he has completely changed for my life that I had written up this whole game plan for the rest of my life, he changes it all, bring it on and I welcome it. Are we willing to be able to do that and be willing to to accept all that God has for us? And here's a reminder, God is sovereign. God already knows what's going on in your life. God already knows what's going to happen in the future, however long or short that is. He knows our mistakes. He knows our sins. He knows the times that we've deviated from where he really wants us to be. He already knew all that. So why not submit to a sovereign, almighty God, our Father who loves us, our Savior who has given himself for us, and for the Holy Spirit that is working overtime in our heart uh, to continue to guide us and to mold us and to make us. So to trust God is key, and then to obey. Look what James says in verse 17. Whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. So whoever knows the right thing to do and then fails to do it. Here's a great summary of where we've been in James, where we're going. It's very similar in Echoes 122 that says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only. We've got to act out the things that we know that we need to do. And looking at this, there are two different ways, two different 
ways to sin. And one is a sin of commission, and one is a sin of omission, of admitting, omitting. Sin of commission is taking an action to commit whether we know it's right or wrong. And we really know. So take scripture saying, do not murder. Okay? If you go murder someone, you've acted absolutely like, I know this is wrong and I'm going to do it. Okay? That's a sin. Sin of omission is knowing what's right to do and then not doing it. Not necessarily something bad, but it's omitting what God has planned for us. So, for instance, when Scripture says to love thy neighbor and we don't, that's a sin of omission. You're not hating them. You're not yelling at them. You're not being, you know, complaining about them. You're just kind of driving by, right? But we're not loving them. When we have God asking us to love thy neighbor and we have opportunities and we omit that, then that's a sin of omission. If we are told to forgive and we don't, that's a sin of omission. So it's everything. Our thoughts, our desires, every little bit needs to go in that God box. Um, We need to completely submit our will to God. And think of all that life is involved. There's there's going to be 20 decisions that you have to make the rest of the day. Uh, There's going to be 100 and 200, 300, 1,000 by the end of the week. Are we giving every little moment to God? And life is made up of people and places, plans for today and tomorrow, going here, going there, activities and goals that we have, and days and years of it. And each of us must make a critical decision each and every day to submit to God's will for our life or to go off and make our own plans. And are we going to do that on our own or are we going to be submissive and say, God, I want you, I want what you want for my life, and I'm going to give you everything. Let me close with reading Colossians 3, verses 16 and 17. Colossians 3, 16 and 17 says this, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, even the little things, we need to give totally over to God. I wrote out a prayer that I want to read to you, and then we'll close in prayer and go into our time of invitation Uh, And then followed up with Lord's Supper. Let me read this to you. Lord, here I am, ready to do your will. I give today to you. Each plan I make for today and the future, please give me your wisdom and show me your will. Give me eyes to see people as you see them. Use me today and guide my steps for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please pray with me. Father, thank you for being all in with us. Thank you for loving us so much that it's not just our sin that you've taken care of, but that you have come to live in our life to for us to pursue you, for your Holy Spirit to be at work in our life, uh, through our thoughts, our decisions, every decision. Father, and I pray that we stop and listen intently to the, what your will is for our life, what your plans are for our life, 
Father, we don't know what tomorrow brings. And may today, the moments you've given us, glorify you. Father, I thank you for this opportunity that we have to be reminded how much you do love us. And Father, how much we have to give. That it is everything that you want all of us. Every aspect of our life. Uh, Father, that you are all in so that you will be glorified. So that you will continue to mold and to make us to look more like Jesus. For us to have a faith that just goes after you aggressively with all that we have. Father, I thank you for everyone in this room as we continue on this journey together. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.